Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a joy to share this time with you. Thanks for taking a moment to listen. Uh, Brent's not with us today. He's at home resting, but I'm here joined by David and Carrie Neese. Thank you all for being here with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, um, and uh, we're just going to have a, a moment to kind of get to know your story and uh, just have a, an opportunity to, to brag on what the Lord has done in your life. Um, how you ended up here and how you got to know each other and all those good things. So, David, I'll just start with you. Could you would you mind sharing a little bit of your church background and maybe how you came to know Christ? Sure. So I grew up uh, in the Baptist church. Um, my grandfather was a Baptist preacher. My father was a Baptist preacher, uh, and I was a. Um, my parents were actually missionaries uh, for ten years uh, in oh, Indonesia. Wow. Um, so, uh, I heard the gospel at a very early age and like any kid, I was, you know, squirmy and, and, uh, not always receptive to the gospel, but I remember vividly at the age of five, uh, just feeling that strong call from the Lord, uh, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that I needed to accept Christ. And, um, and then when I was nine, not that, uh, baptism affects your salvation, but, uh, when I was nine, I remember I wanted to watch the Dallas Cowboys game, and my dad wanted to watch the Billy Graham Crusade. <laughs> and we watched the Billy Graham Crusade, and uh, when he gave the discussion about baptism, I was extremely convicted hmm. uh, that I really needed to follow the Lord's leadership in baptism. And so when I was nine, uh, my dad baptized me, and uh, and that was that. Was that. So, That's awesome. So just been a been a wonderful journey um through high school always has you know challenges and mm-hmm. um college uh was able to uh be accepted at East Texas Baptist University mm-hmm. up in Marshall and so had a really good kind of growth experience um getting to know people um from different backgrounds and and uh different parts of the country and things like that so uh, but just a neat, neat experience in in growing in the Lord. That's cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. It's so encouraging. Um, Carrie, how about you? What's your like church background, and how did you come to know Christ? Um, kind of similar to Dave's. I was around six or seven. I'm not sure exactly how old. Uh, grew up in the church, so um, had always heard the gospel. And around that age, I started to feel just God's tug at my heart, and. Uh, just knew that I wanted a relationship with him and can vividly remember um, just like the feeling of going from darkness to light, hmm. even at that young age. And um, was baptized about a year later. I remember, you know, I walked the aisle like you do and um, at around seven and them telling me, you know, you're young, let's, let's give it a little time. And so hmm. about a year or two later, I think I was baptized. And of course, there have been um, peaks and valleys in that relationship with God. Sure. He's always been faithful to me. Yeah. Well, how did you two get to know each other? So we met at Piney Woods. Uh, I know I'm saying the word Baptist a lot here, but I met <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> at Piney Woods Baptist Camp uh, in court between Corrigan and Groveton there. So I was in, uh, we were both in college. Um, I was a rugged, strapping lifeguard, and Carrie was a <laughs> uh, beautiful, uh, young uh, co-ed working in the kitchen. Um, and so uh, we struck up conversation and uh, got to know each other. And the thing about camp is you get up at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, serve breakfast, uh, work until, 
you know, a lot of times late at night doing snacks and late night swims and things like that. So you really get to know um, people's work ethic and you get to know their kind of personality um, in a kind of a sped up way, if you Mm -hmm. will, Uh, because you're with each other, I mean, pretty much from dawn till dusk uh, or way later than dusk. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that was a really neat experience. And then uh, she was actually going to Mary Harden Baylor at the time uh, after we started dating. She says it wasn't because of me, but she made an arbitrary decision to move to ETBU um, (laughs) to be with her other friends from camp. Mm, Uh, And uh, anyway, we just... But we know the truth, right? Yeah, we We know know the the truth. truth. Her mom will tell you the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, that's how we that's how we met and fell in love. And uh, and uh, once I graduated from ETBU, we moved to Dallas for a year, uh, fought traffic there, and (laughs) hated every minute of it. So uh, (laughs) we uh, made the decision to move to Nacogdoches. Um, My um, father-in-law actually had an outside sales position. Uh, here in Nacogdoches, we'd never heard of Nacogdoches. And so uh, we were like, where? Uh, and <laughs> came and visited and uh, found a, uh, an apartment and moved down here in 1997. Wow. So, and you've been here since. Is that right? Here ever yeah. since. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how did you end up, you know, a couple couple Baptists, uh, how did you end up at Grace Bible Church? Which, by the way, I can say that too, because I'm, I'm a bat- Baptist <laughs> is a lot of my story as well. So yeah. Um, yeah. So how did you end up at, at Grace Bible Church? So we visited a number of churches. Um, and the funny thing is, Carrie, do you want to <laughs> tell the we truth? We ended up here. Honestly, I was just driving around town one day and I drove by and I said, that is the cutest church. <laughs> we have got to try that church. And so we did. So after not listening to her on many things where her gut was telling her things, uh, we decided to come. We had actually visited, um, we were in the Louisville area. And so we visited Tommy Nelson's church up at Denton Bible. Hmm. Uh, and then we uh, visited Bent Tree Bible kind of the last few months that we were up there and really enjoyed just the raw gospel teaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we felt like, yeah, let's give the Bible church a, uh, a try. And so we uh, popped our head in one Sunday and uh, Bruce was preaching through um, Romans at the time. And it was so rich and so meaty. Uh, I mean, it would be like a sermon uh, that would cover like three or four verses, you know, yeah. and but we'd just really get into um, the depth of all that Romans has to, to offer. So, uh, just a really cool experience. And honestly, at that time, uh, Jerry McCune and Pam were leading a couple's, uh, small group. Uh, and there were lots of couples that, uh, the Mayfields, the DeCurligans, um, John and Julie McClellan, um, uh, the Amayas, lots of uh, people that have since left uh, and gone other, to other cities and so forth. But uh, there were probably, what, 10 to 12 yeah. couples yeah. and all with kids right at the same age. And so mm-hmm. um, we actually were, the Bible study we were going through was the uh, Tommy Nelson Song of Solomon series. So that was a big draw. Uh, yeah. And then for some reason... Uh, everybody had two or three kids right 
not long after that. So, <laughs> so um, and then did some, you know, kids, growing kids God's way uh, teaching. But yeah, really got plugged in early. That's awesome. So um, I hear word on the street is that you guys are going to be moving. <laughs> Uh, so we we did make sure we could we, we gotta we gotta get the nieces in here before they head out. But uh, you know, obviously life brings transitions and lots of different seasons of our lives, and um, there are various reasons why anybody would would move. Um, and you don't have to share all that, and you, you can if you want to. But what I'm curious to know is, you know, you'll be moving to Houston, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so um, obviously, you know, your experience. Um, with Denton Bible and all those, you know, the, the churches you mentioned kind of partially impacted, you know, maybe thinking about where you would go here. And now you've spent 25 ish years yeah. at Grace Bible Church. How will that kind of carry into where you go in Houston? And as you begin to look for a church body there, what are things that kind of have stood out here that maybe would impact your decision and what you look for there? Well, I think um, first and foremost is just solid you know, doctrine, good uh, gospel teaching, um, and just opening up the word every Sunday and not um, just anecdotal, uh, feel good sermons. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, just really getting into the word. Uh, Worship is also a a big part of that. Um, We've really enjoyed many transitions over the years, Mm -hmm. but um, the worship has always been consistent with, you know, glorifying God and trying to accommodate the needs of the multi-generational church that uh, that we serve here. And um, so those are the things that we're looking for. And then probably uh, small groups will be the biggest part uh, yeah. because I know just in looking back, that's what plugged us in, honestly, uh, quicker than anything. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember very well going to uh, dinner with people after church or lunch with people after church uh, and how much that meant to us uh, early on because it was like, okay, we're going to go home by ourselves and eat a sandwich, you know, versus Mm -hmm. getting to know somebody. uh, And a lot of times it was, you know, an older couple in the church that uh, noticed us and uh, would take us to lunch. And so it's just a, uh, a really good way to connect. Yeah. How about you, Carrie? for me kind of the warmness um i just remember the first sunday we came and you may not remember this but coming in to church and uh christy mayfield they don't go to church here anymore they moved to dallas but um came up to us and said come sit with us and Aww. she introduced us to um she goes these people lead a small group during pam you know i think y'all would really like it and invited us just immediately mm-hmm. just as soon as we walked in the door it felt like um, someone kind of took us under their wing and, and invited us to things. Um, and we just, that's how we got connected. And most of our really lasting and deepest friendships have come from people, um, that we've been in small group with here. That's cool. So so what, uh, what group have you been a part of most recently? Sure soup group uh, it used to be called yeah. but at the Knowles. It's kind of I think it's gone through a few iterations uh-huh. over the yeah. past couple of years. Yeah. yeah. With it the is. reads and the um Good ones. Good ones. Yeah. 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 So So, um, most of them are kind of in their 20s ish. And then you guys, you don't have to disclose your age, but you're not in your 20s, (laughs) I don't think. Um, So um, how has that kind of impacted you? You you know, what 
um, maybe how have they been, maybe those, that younger generation, how have they been a blessing to you guys? And maybe what is, what has kind of been your part of that? You know, I can't even tell you cause our kids are 21, 24 and 25. So yeah. kind of in that same group. And it's just been so refreshing and encouraging to hear the depth of discussion and the, the issues that they're wrestling with, um, and not that we don't wrestle with issues, but like just the depth of spiritual conversation that they have. And yeah. it like it almost brings a tear to my eye because they're so stinking smart. They're so stinking smart. <laughs> yeah, smart. Yeah. Quote of Carrie for the week. Um, but <laughs> they uh, just their heart uh, for God yeah. and desire to serve him, to do what's right, to find the truth uh, and to to be a light to the people around them. And it just uh, is so encouraging because if you turn on the TV, you hear, you know, the world is, you know, in a terrible spot, which, um, you know, and, and you only hear bad news, uh, mm-hmm. and you see these young people that are truly following Christ and, um, and, and wanting to do, uh, the right thing. It's very, very encouraging. Yeah. That's cool. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I just, the depth that they have spiritually at mm-hmm. such a young age. I've just been super impressed by all of them. Um, yeah, kind of convicted to like dig deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So just amazing. You can learn from all ages and generations. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, uh, I had an experience when uh, we lived in Oklahoma at our last church and we had a pretty, even more, I think, wide than, than, than uh, your group has been as far as age goes. We had people approaching their 70s and, and, and um, you know, people as young as 20 in our group. And it was really neat to see how, you know, some of the, the younger folks were just kind of open about what they didn't know. You know, I don't know how to do this or I'm really struggling with this. And a lot of the older generation was thinking, you know, it was kind of that pick yourself up by your bootstraps and don't admit any weakness kind of thing. You know, it's like, we're all good, you know, and they were, they were seeing that kind of exchange of ideas where, you know, these young people are, are just hungry for teaching them what they don't know. And, um, it began this really cool conversation. We had this older couple and just, that just said, this is really refreshing to hear y'all just talk about this, uh, like this. Um, could we just practice maybe just ex- exchanging um, like a confession of, of sin and that kind of thing where they were, it was really fascinating. And, I, and I've been, some of my favorite time in ministry has been just when there's multiple, multiple generations, you know, you are mm-hmm. some of their, you know, their parents' ages and they're, you know, getting to be there in the same room discussing the word with you is, it's beautiful. So I yeah. love that that's happening in a lot of different, you know, places on our, in our church and um, that's really encouraging to me and I hope yeah. to y'all and to others. Um, that's really cool. So, um, <laughs> so, so Cynthia is, is strongly convinced that you're just going to be moving back soon. So, um, so maybe we won't have to, maybe you won't have to find a church for too long. You just come back and it'll be fine. Um, but, uh, anyway, we are, uh, Oh, I wanted to talk about, um, and I know that, um, you've served in, like some mission trips and some things, you know, here within the church. Um, what are some, maybe just share a highlight, maybe from one of those, how many trips have you been on? Um, probably uh, only <coughs> one foreign uh, mission trip. Yeah. Uh, went to Poland 
yeah. uh, a couple of years ago yeah. uh, with that group. Uh, and then I've been to camp a couple different ca- times uh, and very different experiences uh, in some regards. Uh, but our trip to Poland was uh, helping out with a Young Life camp yeah. uh, there with Jim Hale. And uh, it's been just neat getting to know him over the years and just seeing his heart for ministry. And uh, that was truly a, um, a a life-changing experience just from the standpoint of you get to uh, fellowship with other believers that have a completely different uh, perspective. They're yeah. completely different background, and yet um, you sit around with a guitar and sing praises, um, you know, to God. And mm. everybody has essentially the same story, you mm. know, that they were lost in in sin, and you know, and have hope now. And it's it was just it was just neat because you had like the junior high age kids that were still kind of grappling with, you know. Uh, hormones and and just life changes and all all kinds of things like that uh and then you have the older you know senior high kids that were really doing an amazing job discipling the younger kids and you know very aware of how their lives were uh, a witness and an example to those around them and so it was it was a really really neat experience and because um the the country of Poland is in large part in spiritual darkness there. It's not culturally popular to be a Christian mm-hmm. um, and to live out your faith and to have moral values that are different than the, uh, your peers. And so uh, it was really neat to uh, witness that from a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. And yet it's the same. Yeah. Well, I know that, um, you know, things hopefully one day are going to be opening back up for ease of travel and that kind of thing. And we're hoping sometime in the summer, I believe, to, to try to be sending another trip to do Young Life stuff again. Uh, grateful that that's we're going to have that opportunity again. But how would you how would you encourage someone maybe to, you know, um, maybe they haven't thought about doing some kind of foreign mission trip before or you know, the idea, frankly, maybe terrifies them because they don't, they don't know the language or they don't know, uh, you know, wherever they may be going, they don't know the culture. They don't know anything about it. Um, how, how was your experience, you know, maybe being equipped there for, you know, a people group that you hadn't any experience with? Um, how would you encourage someone that maybe has thinking about it? I would say, you know, the only, the only prerequisite is just being willing Um, uh, and the training that they provided was outstanding and you're not out there by yourself. I mean, you're on a team, you're with a group, uh, daily you meet and pray together and talk about, you know, strategies that are working, um, you know, uh, interesting conversations that you've had. Uh, so I would say just trust the process and trust the Mm. people that, are leading the trip um, because uh, in terms of preparation, our situation was a little unique in that uh, Drew and Cynthia were going on this trip, and then Drew, for health reasons, I think he oh that's he right had his uh, that's the the uh, thumb accident um, and was unable to travel 
and so it was kind of a last minute, hey, do you have a passport? Um, <laughs> and uh, and do you have time? And I texted my boss and she said, absolutely go. Um, and uh, so it just, so I didn't actually go through all of the training that they had gone through um, in weeks leading up to it. And so I was a little intimidated and <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? And, and I'm supposed to be the quote unquote mature, you know, adult on this trip helping <laughs> and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a great experience though, because like I said, you know, Jim and the team there in Poland were so uh, warm and receptive and had everything planned out. Uh, it was just, just show up and be willing, uh, to be vulnerable and share your story, uh, with other people and, uh, just connect with, uh, kids. And, um, like I said, it, it doesn't matter where they're from in the world. Uh, like kids are kids, you know, they yeah. have the same, uh, insecurities and they have the same, desires uh that that any kid in the united states does so mm -hmm. it was a really really rich experience that's awesome so you guys are heading out sometime in february is that right towards the end that is the rumor end of february okay yes. so we've got a few more weeks um but you know just maybe as an opportunity to encourage the church um obviously you've, you've mentioned things like the warmth of the people and you know, the, the things that are, that are important to you as you, you know, move on and, and find a, a new church body, which is, which by the way, I mean, you know, particularly living in the United States, it's amazing that you can move and you can find another body of believers who love Christ and, um, by God's grace, you know, jump into re relationship and community with him really quickly because you're united in Christ. So mm -hmm. we praise God for that, that there are plenty of churches in Houston that, that you could find. But as you think about, you know, maybe leaving behind people that you love and, and that kind of thing, I'm not trying to make you cry or nothing, but, uh, <laughs> but how would you encourage the church? If you could kind of speak directly to them, you know, how would you encourage um, the church to, to persevere through maybe this, this next season, Carrie, what, what would you maybe, um, how would you in, encourage them, um, you know, to continue doing what we're, what we're already doing, but, um, you know, the things that you're passionate about, things you've seen the church be passionate about over the years, how would you encourage us? Um, just by looking at what the church has meant to me and to my family. And, um, like I said, that, that our friendships have come from here, that um, all the people that invested in our kids over the years, mm. um, just how thankful and grateful we are for that and what a blessing that is from God. Um, and that hopefully we can find another church, you know, like this Yeah. when we move because it'll be hard to replace. Yeah. Grace, there's just wonderful people here, here yeah. and there will continue to be wonderful people here because it draws, it draws people. Mm. What do you think, David? Yeah, no, I would, I would just first and foremost say thank you. Um, you know, uh, Andy Howe for many years poured into our kids' lives um, and uh, through the children's ministry, and now the baton has been passed, and uh, still great things are going on in the mm -hmm. children's ministry. And um, I know as a young parent, uh, I don't know how I would have made it through those years if it weren't for just kind of the surround sound 
uh, of God's grace, uh, mm. just from Sunday morning teaching to Wednesday night uh, teaching to camps and trips and um, adults that were in our home or we were in their homes and just that our boys had the privilege of seeing them. Um, I think one of the things that was unique to me about Grace um, was that it, it's not a country club. It's not <laughs> uh, a place where you come on Sunday morning and then Monday morning your life looks completely different. Um, uh, you see example after example uh, of people just living out their faith in a very real way. And mm-hmm. I'm just eternally grateful, literally, um, that our boys were able to witness that. And now our oldest uh, and his fiance are attending Grace as well. And, you know, one of the things when he and I talk uh, is about, you know, the the sound doctrinal preaching, the, mm-hmm. the worship, uh, you know, things that drew us to Grace. And we're excited for them to plug into small group as well. That's cool. So. That's cool. Uh, well, uh, we are just so grateful for, for both of you and, um, appreciate y'all sharing, uh, all of those things and by God's grace, you know, we will, we will persevere and, and <laughs> we'll carry on without you. But, um, but we're, we're praying for you as you, you know, you do want to go find a, a church body that won't be the same, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, I think that's probably one of the, I had, i gave someone some advice, um, that recently moved away from here. And, you know, I kind of encouraged him to, you know, j- jump off a cliff. Don't do the slow fade. Like, like be here, be, <laughs> be present until the final day and then just go and feel the freedom to go and, and start new relationships. And you're not going to be able to maintain everything that you've left behind and don't try to. So go spend that energy developing new relationships and the Lord will provide that community for you. Obviously there's people you're still going to talk to and see often because you're not that far away. So, right. uh, but, um, but the day to day, you know, will change. And so, um, but praying, we're praying for you and in, in that transition in um, church this Sunday, uh, Brent is at home sick. He finally got the Rona. So, um, so uh, Dr. Jonathan Mitchell is going to be uh, preaching this Sunday We've had this sermon in the back pocket for like two years for the event that Brent gets <laughs> sick, and uh, the day has come, and so uh, so he'll be preaching this Sunday. So uh, y'all be praying for for Brent as he recovers. Uh, he's doing well, but um, you know as he uh, he's you know he's a busy man that likes to likes to do things, and I know it'll be hard for him to you know to be stuck in confinement. Uh, but he uh, he uh, so just pray for him and then pray for for uh, Jonathan Mitchell as he gets ready to to preach this Sunday, and we'll gather again, you know, to to do exactly what you guys have mentioned here. Uh, we're going to preach the word faithfully. We're going to sing of who God is and what He's done. We get to participate in the Lord's Supper this Sunday. Uh, we'll be commissioning a, a missions team this this Sunday as well, and so um, it's going to be a sweet time of of worship together, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing y'all there. But uh, y'all, thanks again, uh, David and, and Carrie, for sharing with us today. And um, we look forward to hearing about how things go for you as you move. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. Church, we'll see you Sunday. Can't wait.